Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Conrad Black is joining us, the author, commentator and historian of note. Conrad, how are you today? I'm, I'm fine. Thanks, uh, John. And you've just made me even more eager to uh, bring on spring and smell the magnolias. <laughs> All right. Uh, a little bounce in the step goes along with that. You know, although a lot of people are rather despondent and desultory thinking that this uh, whole COVID-19 thing is uh, going to wreak havoc going forward. How do you see it? Is the fear hysteria over the thing warranted? I, I hope not, obviously, and and I think probably not, because, um, uh, look, I'm no medical expert. I'm no public health expert, and I, I, so I have absolutely nothing but intuition to go on. But um, it seems to me that the advanced countries, I, I mean, I, I'm afraid it may wreak terrible havoc in places where public health standards are, are, are dodgier, like in Ethiopia or India or something. But but in, in all the advanced countries, it seems to me that uh, the public health authorities are, are ready. They are working like beavers. They're allocating funds and they're, and they're taking prudent and, and pr- proactive, preemptive measures. And, and I think that'll show. I mean, the fact is, in all of Canada and the United States combined, I believe we have uh, approximately 100 identified cases and, and about 12 or 14 fatalities, and those from very vulnerable elderly people. And uh, I, I, that's not to minimize the lives lost. I'm, I'm not making light of that. I'm just saying that in a total population of about 370 million, uh, after this thing has been out there for, for a couple of months, it seems to me that we've we've got a good start on it. In one sense, I think we're all going to benefit from the um, political importance of this. The administration in the United States is, uh, unless something like this intervenes, uh, clearly in very good shape to be reelected, and they have every incentive. They would anyway, because people don't want, no government wants their population being assaulted by a pandemic. But uh, there's a double um, motivation here to do a good job, do an efficient job, and bring all the uh, energy and sophistication of American medical science to bear on this full bore to, to, as they say in American legalese, cabinet, contain it. And and make sure it doesn't sweep the country, and we'll benefit from that too. So I I think that as is usually the case, the imagination will be more torturing than the reality. It seems to me this thing is not moving quickly in North America, and the number of people coming from the Far East to the West Coast of the United States and Canada every day is is very large. And I I, I think if it was going to assume the proportions that are feared, it would make it would made a faster start in this continent. And and I. And I believe our results are, are replicated in most of Western Europe. There's a problem in parts of Italy, but most of Western Europe is it, it, it's, it's the instance of it is slight, and they're moving quickly to contain it. But the reaction is such. I mean, uh, we had this collision high tech conference that was canceled in Toronto uh, that was supposed to come 
up in June. Now it's going to be done virtually, I guess. And uh, you, you cited Italy. I mean, in their major soccer league, they're playing to empty stadiums uh, because there's no fans allowed. And there's fears that this will trigger a recession. Uh, and you've seen the market volatility over the last week or so. So uh, how do we account for all of these responses? Is it overreaction? And could it potentially hurt Trump's chances for re-election? Well, I think um, it is more of an opportunity than a danger to Trump, because uh, if he is seen to have responded quickly and efficiently and led a first-class professional executive job of of containing this and protecting the population— uh, even though it will afflict some people and will kill some people, it, 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 he'll get the credit for doing that. If there is any room at all for his opponents to say he's been complacent or incompetent or blasé uh, and and has the lives of people who otherwise would have survived if he'd handled it better on his hands, it will cause him a, a very serious problem. But, but precisely because it will cause him a serious problem if he doesn't handle it right, I think he'll be even more determined than he otherwise would be to handle it right. I mean, I'm very impressed with these people on this panel led by the vice president who are running it, Fauci and these people. They've got all the senior uh, 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 epidemiologists and and disease control people involved. They've just voted $8 billion for it. Trump has visited the the epidemiologists. Epidemiology Center in Atlanta today, I believe, and and uh, I, I think he sees it as a danger and an opportunity. But in any case, his duty to to get on top of this and 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 stop this illness and 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 I, I you know, he's the first businessman they've had as president, and he has at times shown what an efficient businessman can do, and I think he'll do it again. And we hope too that uh, you know. Uh, here in Canada, our own committee that was struck by uh, the prime minister the other day uh, also operates uh, at high efficiency, too. You know, when it comes to the matter of... Uh, I have no criticism. I think our government so far has handled it well. I have no criticism of it. Again, Conrad Black, author, commentator, and historian. By the way, uh, on the matter of the electoral year, uh, it's now in you know uh, high steam because we've seen uh, just this last week with the... Um, I guess Joe Biden resurrection from the dead come back like Lazarus on Super Tuesday. Is he a credible banner carrier for the Dems uh, or is he just sort of the, the default choice for the moderates and the people who might manipulate him? I, I wouldn't put it as, as as dismissively as you did in the alternative you just formulated. Uh, but I, I, barring a disaster, I don't think he has any serious chance of, of winning an election against Trump. I mean, Trump is going to run. Uh, as as the president of full employment, um, sharply increasing wages at the bottom of the income scale, who's cut illegal immigration by 80 percent and and is really putting out an effort to reduce poverty successfully. The food stamp use and the statistical incidence of poverty have declined sharply. And he's poaching in areas normally uh, reserved to the Democrats with no with no challenge from the Republicans, and and uh, you know he's revived the concept of nuclear non proliferation with North Korea and Iran, and he's faced up to China without being uh, aggressive or trigger happy or reckless about it, and, and renegotiated these trade agreements, and and he has a very strong record of achievement, which is steadily outweighing the reservations many people have about aspects of his personality. So barring a disaster, I don't think Biden has a good chance. But but I, he is, uh, you know, a loyal 
democratic uh, journeyman and and uh, uh, sort of baggage carrier. You know, he's 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 a he's he's a a wheel horse, a party wheel horse, like a, a less distinguished Bob Dole or John McCain. You know, I, he, they don't. He doesn't have a good chance to win, but he deserves the prestige of a nomination, and he will prevent a disaster. And I think that's what they're putting him in for—to prevent a disaster. If they ran Sanders, I think Trump would take every single state, not the District of Columbia, but every state, and he'd hammer them in the in the offices farther down uh, the ballot. And and uh, it, it won't be. I mean, I think I, I think. Biden will not run a close election to Trump, but it won't be a disaster. And, you know, the, the pattern in the U.S. is you have each party now for eight years and then the, and then you get the change. So, uh, it, you know, that's the best he can do. And, and for 40 years of service to the Democratic Party, they're giving it to him. Apart from that, they're giving it to him as the only alternative to Sanders. I, I mean, Sanders has his virtues, but, uh, you know, he, he is an open borders Marxist and and uh, the the great American people are not up for that, brother. Yeah, and Sanders thinks Castro has his virtue. So I mean, uh, we can go around in circles. But lucky he went to he voluntarily went to be a kibbutznik in a Stalinist kibbutz three <laughs> years after the twentieth party Congress had denounced Stalin. <laughs> Well, yeah, he's got some baggage, so uh, he might have to, if they really drill down on him, should he present a threat. Uh, I'm sure well, that you was... Saw, you may have seen Trump on television last night with Martha McCallum and Brett Baer. He said, I was all, I was all cranked up to deal with Bernie. He's a communist. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. He missed his opportunity. Uh, might still come around, but the other thing on Biden, you know, uh, speaking of which, conservative commentators I saw were uh, dismissing him as being senile, and I kind of winced at that. I thought, boy, uh, that's kind of insensitive right now. Uh, but is he bordering on senility? No, I, I think, I, 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 look, it's a rough game and people say nasty things about each other. Uh, but I, I think that's crossing the line a little bit. I mean, he, he I, I, frankly, I never thought he was a highly intelligent man anyway for the positions he's held. I mean, he, I remember when he had to scrap his presidential campaign uh, because he was caught plagiarizing from Neil Kinnock. <laughs> who was the most unsuccessful leader of the opposition Britain's had in 40 years. And I mean, if you're going to plagiarize, do it from, you know, Abraham Lincoln or Winston <laughs> Churchill or somebody who, you know, actually was a winner. Mm. And, and, um, uh, and he, you know, he, he's, he, he, Robert Gates, the secretary of defense under both parties and, and CIA director before that said that uh, he was a, a good man and a nice man, but he had been wrong on every strategic decision he'd taken a, a stand on in 30 years. And, and I, you know, I, I think Joe Biden is not overly bright, but I think it is unfair to say, you see now, he's, he, he makes gaffes and he, uh, and he's very prone to it, but, uh, but if he, if by some chance he becomes the president, I, I think he could function in that role. I don't think he'd be particularly good, but he wouldn't be terribly bad either. I don't think he's a bad person. I just don't know how he thought he could get away with plagiarism in this day and age. Evidently, uh, there's a thing called Google that Al Gore didn't tell him about when he invented the Internet. I don't know how the hell he thought he could get away with his son taking 83k a month for doing nothing with a corrupt Ukrainian gas company when he was the point man of the U.S. administration in rooting out corruption in Ukraine. What on earth was he thinking? It's not senility. It's just a slight, as, as the former candidate Mike Bloomberg said of American farmers, it's an absence of gray matter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure this stuff is a real vote builder for him in Oklahoma. It was going to be it's going to be a delicious campaign if it plays out Biden against Trump, isn't it? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, even people who don't like Trump admit he's entertaining, and he'll be. this will be the biggest theater he ever played in. Absolutely, for sure, entertainment value, lock and load. Uh, Conrad, always a pleasure. Have a great weekend. We'll talk on the other side. Pleasure's mine. Thanks. Same to you and your, and your listeners, John. Conrad Black, author, commentator, and historian. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.